Hi, this is Dean Miller, and welcome to episode five of Dean's List. It's hard to believe we're up to episode five, but I hope you guys are enjoying it so far. This week, I want to talk to you about the idea of sharing. We talk about sharing all the time on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. And it occurred to me that with this new technology of phones and internet, and it's, I guess it's not so new anymore, but with all of this, we reach so many people with our thoughts and ideas. It's kind of like a, a renaissance in, in human connection. It's really beautiful in, in one way, and in, in many ways it, it can have a negative side with people saying all their angry, dark things that just perpetuate these awful things. For some reason, we now feel like we have access and ability to say horrible things to people, uh, celebrities or public figures. It's amazing the horrible things people write. But I often say that when I see these horrible remarks, and I have some directed at me too, don't think I don't. I get people writing to me and, and just saying the strangest things. And I used to get upset about it. It used to hurt my feelings or I'd get mad. But then I started doing a little trick that you guys might want to try. When somebody says something awful to me, I go to their profile. And first I look at their picture and I think, oh, wow, that's the guy saying that to me. Okay, well, usually I just feel sorry for them once I see them. And then if I read about them or look at their posts or whatever, it usually turns out that they're very, very miserable, heartbroken people and that they are in a very sad, painful place and that they're posting all of this angry, vitriol, terrible, terrible things over and over on their page. Because if they're going to write to me, I mean, who cares what I say or think, but if you're going to take the time to write to me and say terrible, horrible things, that says a lot about that person, not about me. I don't acknowledge it. I just move right on to something else. People are strange and they, they live in a sad, angry world sometimes and they don't even realize they're doing it to themselves. They're the ones perpetuating the bad feelings and saying all these angry things. Nobody's doing it to them and all they have to do is just remove themselves and shift their focus and their thinking and their life could be so much happier and better. But people choose that. I don't know why. I just hope that we can all learn to use these tools for positive, for good, for bettering each other. One of the most amazing things that occurred to me is that we're all teachers and students. We're all sharing these memes and these quotes. And of course, you know, a lot of it's just fun and music and weird joke memes. But a lot of it can be really helpful, educational, help people through hard times. There's a really beautiful, good side to social media if we choose to use it for that. And I like to think that I'm using it for uplifting people, entertaining people, telling jokes, making people laugh. I, I don't, I don't want to engage in the negative dark side of it like some people do. Social media is an amazing tool and I'm learning a lot about how cool it is to be a part of it. Something really cool happened to me this week that I want to share with you guys, and it's kind of a, another one of those sides of social media. This would not have happened to me in any other way, any other context. It would only happen because of social media. Y'all remember Hall & Oates, right? Hall & Oates had a ton of hits, and I used to love their music when I was young. And I would spend hours in my bedroom playing their records and listening to their songs. Sarah Smile. It's you and me forever. Sarah. You're a rich girl. You 
You can rely on the old man's money. You can rely on the old man's money. It's a bitch, girl. They had a ton of huge hits, and they were a, a big duo. And this week, I got a note on my Instagram from John Oates of Hall & Oates. He f- started following me on Instagram, and I, I thought at first it was a fake account because I thought, there's no way John Oates is following me. But um, he was. And he wrote a nice little note. I just told him it's a thrill and a privilege that you're following me. And he said, you're welcome. And he said he loves my work. Now, for a kid who grew up in his bedroom singing to Hall & Oates records, to have one of those guys tell him he loves my work is really a cool thing. I just, it made my whole week. I just wanted to share that with you because it's really meaningful to me. And I hope that those of you who aren't familiar with Hall & Oates music will go back and listen to some of those songs because they're actually really, really good. This is probably a good point in the show to introduce our regular feature called Shameless Plug. Shameless plug, shameless plug, I'm gonna make a shameless plug. Y'all wanna hear a shameless plug, cause I'm gonna make a shameless plug. Last week I released a new single from my upcoming album, 1965, and the song I released is called The Will, The Way, and The Want To, and it's available everywhere on Spotify or uh, Apple or any of those places we get music. And it's a song that is full of really cool images, if I do say so myself, and it's real fast-paced and fun, and I hope you guys enjoy it. I'm going to put out a little lyric video to it shortly. But I want to let you guys know that my album is available before it's available. All you have to do is DM me, email me, write me a message on any of my social media sites, and I will tell you how to get the album weeks early. I'll autograph it for you, and we'll mail it to you directly to your home on CD, so you'll have not only the music, but you'll have the souvenir with the autograph and the music, and it has a booklet inside, you know, the inside the CD that tells you all about the songs and has like the lyrics and the musician information, all that stuff. That stuff is really important to me, because when I was young, I used to grow up with albums, and we would open albums and cassettes, and we could read about all the musicians and the songwriters and see the pictures. There's there's pictures in there and all kinds of stuff that you can look at. So uh, if you want to find out how to get that, uh, as well as my previous albums, you all you have to do is send me a note to Instagram, Facebook. All my stuff is at Dean Miller Music, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook is at Dean Miller Page. Any of those places you can just send me a note and I will tell you how to get the album. It's real easy. Here's a little piece of the new single, The Will, The Way, and The Want To. Music goes here. All right, I wanted to share a story with you that is very meaningful to me and and a, a cool memory, actually a couple of cool memories. You all remember, of course, Tammy Wynette, the first lady of country music, a former wife of George Jones. They did a million duets together, and she was just the most kind, wonderful person I have probably ever met in show business. And she also had one of the most incredible voices, was a great performer. I just think she was a great person. And if you were ever around her, you would realize she had no ego, no show business arrogance about her. She was extremely down to earth. She made everybody in the room feel welcome. She was so nice to everyone. 
I don't even think she realized how huge she was and what a huge worldwide impact she had because she was so down to earth and kind. I didn't know her very, very well, but I, I had met her multiple times in my life. She was a friend of my father's. And one of the coolest things is later in life, I got to know her daughter, Georgette, who was her daughter with George Jones. And Georgette is a singer uh, in her own right and is incredible. And I had the good fortune of producing Georgette's last album called Skin. And if you want to hear a, a voice that'll just knock you out, check out Georgette's album Skin on Spotify or wherever you listen to music. I think Georgette has all the best qualities of her mother's voice. She has uh, a, a softer delivery, but it, you would swear it was Tammy if you heard her voice. It's just incredible. When I knew Tammy, I was probably a teenager when I first met her. My father used to play Las Vegas a lot, and I would spend a lot of time in Las Vegas with my dad. And a lot of other singers that he knew were playing Las Vegas at the same time. So I got to go see some of those people while my dad was performing. And and my dad one time was playing at a hotel called the Silverbird, which was formerly the Thunderbird, and neither one of those hotels is there anymore. But at the time, it was this really cool hotel on the end of the strip, and my dad would do two shows a night, and I was, I think I was like 15 years old, and I would uh, have to just kind of wing it for myself and take care of myself during that time he was on stage. So if he was on stage for an hour, uh, my stepmother sang backup with him. So both my parental figures were on stage singing and I was a 15 year old kid either hanging out in the dressing room or just running around entertaining myself. One of the greatest things, and I, I hesitated to share this, but I think I'll just tell you anyway. There were showgirls that opened the show, and of course, they had all the showgirl outfits and were scantily clad. And as a 15-year-old guy, I would race down to go backstage before my dad went on, and I would position myself very carefully to watch the showgirls come on and off stage and get to see them up close. And they had a, a kind of a changing room back there, and I I would just kind of, uh, this is awful, but I would just sort of sneak my way there so I could kind of, you know, be around when the showgirls were around. It was a, a very adolescent thing to do. And then my dad would go on stage and he had a certain, you know, my dad never did the same show twice, but he had sort of a, a lineup of songs and he would play fiddle in the middle of his show. He would play Orange Blossom Special and some other songs. And when I heard that fiddle segment of the show, I knew I had about 15 minutes to get backstage and be there when they came off stage because that's how the show timed out. So when I heard Orange Blossom Special, it meant race down there, be there and um, be available, you know, uh, curfew. So uh, that's how I kind of timed things out was hearing Orange Blossom special. And one night, I'm getting back to the Tammy Wynette part of the story. Tammy Wynette was playing the Frontier Hotel down the street from the Silverberg. And my dad set it up for me to go and watch her show. And this probably wouldn't happen today, but my parents gave me a few bucks, put me in a cab, sent me down to the Frontier Hotel. <laughs> I mean, really, you would never do that with a 15-year-old kid in Las Vegas today, but it was a different era. And they sent me down there, and one of the people that worked with Tammy met my cab right there. I mean, as soon as I got out, there was um, somebody to meet me. And they took me back to the dressing room. And I am telling you that Tammy treated me like family. She was so kind and so sweet, and I can't cannot say enough good things about Tammy Wynette. She was an incredible person. And they set up a booth for me. They had the people that work with them sit with me. 
Uh, I sat in the booth. I watched the show. They treated me like royalty. And there was a segment in the show where Tammy would come out in the audience with a wireless mic and sing and kind of talk to the audience and walk through the audience. And she stopped at the booth where I was sitting and the spotlight shined down on us. And she introduced me and said all kinds of kind things about me to the audience. And there was a photographer there. They used to have these photographers that would run around in the showrooms and take pictures of people that you could buy of your experience at the show. And Tammy leaned over to kiss me real quickly, and the photographer caught it. But Tammy kissed me on the lips. <laughs> I was I was not expecting that. I was not ready for that. And they caught the picture just at that moment. And I have that picture. She signed the picture to me. I have it framed in my house. And that picture looks a little risque now, but I, I promise you it was less than half a second long. But the photographer caught just that moment. And I have that picture with a really nice, warm message from Tammy on it. And it means a lot to me. I'll probably post that picture later for you guys to see. Anyway, and then later I get to meet Georgette Jones, her daughter, and get to work with her and find out what an incredible talent she is. And on her album, if you pick up the album, um, Vince Gill is a guest on the album, and, and there's a really cool song they do together called I Know What You Did Last Night. And I've never heard Vince sing like that. Vince always, to me, has this kind of sweet, soft, precise voice, but he's real raw and rough and rock and roll on this song, and he sounds like a million bucks, so you ought to check that out. It has a couple of other guests on it. A guy named Dean Miller is on that album. Uh, Dale Watson is a guest on that album. Anyway, check it out. As I'm looking here, we're already at the end of the podcast. I cannot believe the time goes by so fast. I want to thank you all for listening. It's uh, always a pleasure to do this. I really enjoy this podcast experience. And if you have any ideas or stories you'd like to hear or suggestions, just drop me a note at any of my social media sites or email me. And I look forward to hearing from you. Until next time, this is Dean Miller with Dean's List. I hope you have a great week. (laughs) 